Hey guys, CS Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for Chase's Choice Q&A. I believe this is episode three, if I remember correctly. If it's not episode three, it kind of probably technically is if I did like a Patreon one. But anyway, folks, uh, this particular stream is just me. Uh, hashtag new haircut. Uh, there's a lot of hair. Looking a little scruffy. I uh, decided to uh, change that before I get back into... Um, filming uh, lectures on the reg. I'll be changing my lecture strategy and I am happy to report a lot of things have uh, changed recently with how things are going uh, at CSJ. So that's good news. Um, if those of you are not already aware, uh, all of our content that we have produced is finally out. Uh, thank God it's taken forever. Uh, all of the missing Patreon content has been posted. Uh, there's tons of live streams, uh, Ruby conferences, things were missing. So that audit's been completed. We're going to be doing a final Patreon post tonight to provide all of the links in one place for everyone to understand that. And uh, also, uh, we're going to be uh, checking that out. Um, not really sure about the Joker. I've heard a lot of negative reviews. Uh, Lucas Martinez uh, in the chat has uh, been like, go watch the Joker movie. Not really that interested in it. If I really care that much, I mean, sure, I'll go check it out. But uh, I don't know. I I like to think of the Joker as some kind of genius. Uh, and it seems Joaquin uh, Phoenix's portrayal of the Joker is not really that way. But, I mean, let's be honest. I'm a biased ENTP here. kind of seems a little bit more INFP-ish uh, with this particular... Um, with this particular uh, version of the Joker, so who knows? But yeah, folks, uh, Chase's Choice Q&A. Um, go ahead and ask your questions. You guys can super chat me if you want, uh, and I'll answer your questions if for some reason uh, I'm not answering your question. But uh, today's Q&A session is just me answering questions I want to answer. Uh, so, and I'll be interacting directly with you folks in the YouTube live chat. Uh, so yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with it right now. Uh, also, um, want to give the shout out uh, to the ENFPs uh, and the to NFPs actually uh, tonight, and uh, doing a good job in my life to advocate for people, um, even if they're innocent and even if they're not innocent. But I really like, uh, I really appreciate how NFPs can sometimes see the best in people and have a glass half uh, full approach with people which is nice. Uh, it's kind of nice to have a FI parent or FI hero be able to do that, even though I often disagree with them on a regular basis to that end. But uh, I would like to thank uh, those NFP advisors of mine uh, as of late um, in terms of uh, you know some of my recent decision making in terms of this community and this company. So shout out to you NFPs out there who have uh, demonstrated that uh, they're not in it for themselves, but actually in it for the community and uh, going out of their way to be uh, charitable and uh, advocate uh, for people uh, whenever possible. So just want to give that shout out as well. So anyway, with that being said, folks, let's get down to business. Uh, so uh, what kind of uh, what kind of questions do we have um, today? Uh, let's see what we got, huh? Is there a series on how to deal with each type and their de uh, demon? Uh, Cruise DBH death by hugs. 
Kind of. Uh, so you'd want to watch season 16 playlist, uh, season 16, episode 8 uh, specifically. And also season 19 uh, goes pretty deep in everyone's demon functions effectively and how to turn the demon into the angel. But season 19 is behind our Patreon paywall uh, because it's a little bit more advanced content. Uh, and you can find that on our Patreon, so patreon.com forward slash csjoseph, and you can watch Season 19. Another episode of Season 19 is coming out this week. It will be uh, the cognitive development for ENFJs uh, will be coming out this week. I believe I also have another eight rules uh, for love coming out this week and um, how to social engineer INFPs. Uh, how to social engineer INFPs has taken a little bit longer, but... Uh, I'm actually talking to a couple of people to see if I can get their permission to utilize some of their uh, real-life past experiences of being social engineered uh, in, in a scenario of, with which to uh, uh, produce uh, for um, the audience. Because uh, out of all of the social engineering lectures, I really, really want to make sure that we're investing a lot of time uh, and effort into how to social engineer INFPs because it's taken over a year to get that out. Uh, so definitely going to be doing that for sure. And besides, I'm happy to report that, hey, you know, uh, we finally got this company uh, back on track. Uh, the content is flowing and uh, we've made some uh, investments in some different uh, sound and camera equipment. I'm going to be replacing this camera and I think I've figured out all my sound issues with the live stream. So hopefully that stays the same. Um, and uh, but if you guys notice, like sound-wise, if like my mouth is not matching the sound, please let me know anytime you see it. Uh, ping me on Discord or or anything similar to that, uh, or text me if you have my number. I'd appreciate that so I can make a little bit of an adjustment inside of uh, my broadcasting software. So, but okay, um, let's take it in. How to social engineer the Joker, Lucas Martinez? Yeah, all right, fair enough. You're trying to get me to watch that movie. Okay, I could do that. So I'm going to scroll through. Um, so yeah, guys, just start throwing your questions at me and let's see what we can do. Um, all right, Scart, Scart, Scart Darcy asks, why people hate ESTJs so much? And I think that's because they could come off as elitist, selfish dicks, quite frankly. You know, because they are dicks, you know, direct initiating control, right? ESTJ, dicks. Actually, um... I actually had a, uh, a really bad experience today with an ESTJ being a dick. Uh, my wife and I were, were, were in Costco uh, today. And um, basically, uh, the ESTJ uh, at, uh, at the check stand in, uh, at Costco basically was being racist towards my wife. And uh, it was really frustrating. Um, Railgun was pissed. Uh, she was very pissed. And rightfully uh, so. So that's kind of been like, you know, uh, a not fun thing. Um, but why is that? That's because uh, ESTJs are so afraid of whether or not they're good or bad people that when they do the good thing and they don't get rewarded for doing the good thing or they don't get the credit for doing the good thing, then they choose to do the bad thing until they get credit. Now, a good story, a good anecdote of mine would be uh, an ESTJ friend of mine, he was, uh, he was training to become an Olympic athlete. Uh, he actually moved to um, Boulder, Colorado 
to be on the Olympic team for uh, for um, for cycling. Oddly enough, his name was Scott. Good guy, fantastic ESTJ fellow, and uh, he uh, he got very very good uh, at racing uh, bicycles basically, and he was a bike racer um, and was uh, get training to get on the Olympic team. And his dad would push him and push him and push him because, like, you know, his father was living vicariously through his son, etc. And at one point in time, you know, his father basically made it all about the stats, made it all about the game, and made it a little bit less about his son. And his ESTJ son, after being really successful with racing, one time during a race, and he was going to win and qualify and, and really move forward with his racing career... Just before he got to this finish line, he stopped. And let all the other racers pass him. He stopped right at the uh, finish line. Okay, Dad, if you're not going to give me credit for any, all the hard work that I'm putting in here. Because he stopped and he looked right at his dad sitting in the stand in the stands. Sitting right in the crowd and looked right at him. It's like, you know, like, who do you think you are? Basically, that ESTJ approach. The problem is, is that it can go even more negative than that from an ESTJ standpoint because ESTJs like could get to a point where, hey, you know, uh, they they can end up looking down on people all the time. This is where what I call ESJ elitism. It's like the elitism of SE critic. This is kind of where you get all those, you know, super smooth ESTJs, you know, in businesses and whatnot. Like imagine a vice president of a company, right? And uh, he's an ESTJ because ESTJs thrive in business environments where people are rewarded based on time served instead of merit, right? That's the ESTJ way, time served. The reason why time served is so important to ESTJs, especially from like a, um, um, an SE critic point of view, they see this new guy, they come in or a new woman, for example, they come into the business, they actually got super high skill, they know how to play the, uh, the political game, Highly skilled, you know, youth and skill versus age and treachery, right? And, of course, that was invented by ESTJs. And, you know, ESTJs are like, hey, I worked really hard. You know, you've only, you are just fresh out of school. Who do you think you are? What kind of status do you have? You know, I earned my way here, but you're just, you know, you think you just come in here and make all these waves, make all these changes and I think you own the place? Yeah, whatever, you know. And then the ESTJ assumes that that person is being arrogant and they put that person down. Even though the ESTJ themselves is completely lacking in merit themselves, are probably at that point in the time in their career, they're not saying in general in ESTJs, but this specific example, they're lazy. They're a total lazy ass. Uh, everyone knows it. They're like literally that guy sitting in a corporate room who's just looking at their phone or at their, uh, at their laptop the entire time not even caring, not actually being, you know, productive because from their point of view, I already did my effort. I already had my time. I could sit back and relax, you know, because I've I've worked my butt off, you know, because it's all about it's all about time served, etc. You know what I'm saying? Um and uh you know, it's it's uh it's not exactly uh it's 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 not exactly ideal, you know. So, if you think about it, what do you do in that situation? You know. So just remember, like, just because the main reason why people don't like ESTJs is because ESTJs they're more time served instead of merit. That's the problem. 
while early in their life they're all about achievement eventually they're like well i don't have to achieve anymore because i got mine but then when they have that little upstart or that little hot shot around them then they get really jealous they try to um you know eliminate their competition or they try to keep those people down at their level you know while accusing them of being arrogant when they themselves are being arrogant because it's like okay well then what the hell am i even doing you know what i mean and that can be really frustrating it's especially frustrating to STPs when that's happened because the STPs are like actually demonstrating real skill, but they're being judged so harshly by ESTJs. And not to mention you have the FE demon of ESTJs, which means ESTJs aren't people, people. ESTJs treat people like numbers and oftentimes they can come off as treating other people like cattle. Now, talking about why people hate ESTJs, why do people love ESTJs? Well. They're the best at middle management. They're absolutely the best. Would I ever put an ESTJ at, in my C-suite if I was running a company? Mm, probably not, but they flourish at the VP or director level or middle management level. They're amazing. They're exquisite at project management. They're super organized. Uh, they also can be very athletic, um, uh, they also are all about teaching their philosophy. They're fantastic academics and professors, uh, very loyal people. Uh, and uh, honestly, if you need someone that to, to depend on and to do the research for you and stay organized for you and be curators of knowledge, etc., and take charge in a, in a rough, tough situation, or even be willing to risk their lives or sacrifice themselves for the greater good, look no further than ESTJ. So... And again, like folks, this is like with every type. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Mr. C.S. Joseph, you're like so critical towards every type. Of course I am because we're all human. We all suffer from the human condition. Like, why would I not be? You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to ESTJs, like you're like, ah, oh, you're too hard on ESTJs. I'm hard on every type. The only type you could potentially, like it's funny, like people claim like, oh, you, you're, you're so easy in INTPs. And I'm like, Dude, I make fun of INTPs all the time about being those people who are in their mother's basement playing video games going nowhere in life. You know what I mean? Although, funnily enough, I see that oftentimes with INFJ men more often than you'd think. But you see what I'm saying? The criticism's pretty equal everywhere. Like, I can criticize any type. My type? Let's talk about criticism of my type. My type can be insanely depraved, just like ENFPs can. We can get, like, super mega selfish. Um, not in terms of, like, money or things like that. More of like selfish about like, um, you know, being so right we're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Or um, to the point where like we're so right that we like, like people see us as like too harsh or or way too chaotic or disrespectful. Uh, ENTPs are like probably seen externally as the most disrespectful of all the types, especially with being late to things all the time, uh, especially with... Um, coming off as someone who's uncaring or amoral, um, not knowing what they want, incapable of starting anything. But here's another one. Um, ENTPs come off as people being like on the take all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like completely on the take. Like when you have a conversation with the ENTP, they can come off so depraved. It's like, wow, this guy is always trying to get something out of the situation all the time. And that's very normal for ENTPs to come off that way, right? So for those of you like, out, like I've been accused so many times of always being on the take. And then I oftentimes have to remind people, actually, using my introverted sensing, I gave this to you, 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 I gave this to you. And it's like, wait a minute, you're an SC user right now? So 
where do you get off by claiming that I'm always on the take when you never actually remember the things that I've given you to begin with and then you're judging me for it afterwards? You know, that's especially painful when you're dealing with an ENFJ because then they have the risk of like, you know, caregiving versus caretaking, which is the virtue and vice of the ESFJ, but then you're having that with the ENFJ, right? So then like from an ENFJ standpoint, it's like, okay, ENFJ, uh, so they don't let you give to you because they have to be in the position of giver, right? So it's even more frustrating. And then they forget every time that you've ever given to them or you've ever done anything or anytime you've ever shown loyalty to them. They forget that, right? That's really frustrating. And then they judge you for it. Wow, that's effective, right? Oh, but CSJ, you're, you're, you're an asshole. Like, okay, sure. I'm just telling the truth, folks. And it kind of sucks that people just don't even understand that. So anyway, that was a, kind of a long rant. Let's uh, check out some of the questions. Um, so let's see here. Okay. Uh, what do you think about ESTJ people hanging out with NFP types as a way to master the superego? Austin Williams. Austin Williams is actually one of my favorite people in the community. Um, he's fantastic. And uh, Austin, I, I actually recommend it. I haven't done a series on camaraderie yet. I'm gonna be doing a series on camaraderie very soon. We're gonna be exploring socionics duality um, and the and as well as socionics conflict. And which by the way, I'm going to be doing some a lot of socionics episodes very soon. And uh, uh, there's going to be two particular lectures one of which where I'm going to be admitting to being wrong about something. And then another lecture where I'm going to be introducing another competing theory and ask and be asking the audience, okay, what's your guys' opinion on this? Because there's a competing theory also I need to discuss as well. Um, and uh, that competing theory uh, relates to child development. The last time we introduced a, I introduced a competing theory was when we're talking about the theory of, uh, of gender being on the different sides of the mind. And uh, my INFJ mentor and I, we've been kind of like traditionally in a disagreement about that. We, we have been in a disagreement, so we're not entirely sure uh, how that goes. Um, uh, but that's also in season 17. So I know season 17 has been pretty deep with the metaphysical stuff, but we're going to kind of ramp up a little bit with the uh, mechanics. And we're going to be discussing socionics at length in season 17 for the rest of season 17, as well as child development. And then season 18, cognitive mechanics which I'm gonna be getting back to hitting up the trail and I'm gonna be filming uh, cognitive mechanics while on the trail, which is going to be excellent. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take railgun and then we're going to go to um, a very popular trail in the locale out here and uh, probably going to be filming all day long while on the trail. I might actually film probably six or six to eight episodes while walking on the trail, uh, providing all this content. So. Well, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully we get there. But yes, camaraderie-wise, Mr. Austin Williams, I highly recommend it. Um, Nini asks, what is your favorite interpretation of the Joker? Um, oh, John Christopher also asks, John Christopher Lestone, you're never late, CSJ. I'm late all the time. I'm even late to my own live streams. I mean, come on. Trying not to be. As soon as I have like a perfect standard of audio, video, and like a studio standard and everything, we're good. I just have to replace one more piece of equipment and I think I have that standard and then uh, we're really good. Although it really frustrated me. I really wanted to use Zoom as my live streaming platform, but the video quality is pretty low. 
And the other thing is, is they want me to pay 2000 bucks a year just to be able to change the logo on it. And it's like, this sucks. So yeah, not gonna be using that for live stream, just for, just for having guests, honestly. It's really frustrating. Definitely not gonna be doing that. Um, but uh, what's your favorite interpretation of the Joker? I would say it's Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker is my absolute favorite. Uh, but I also love Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark Hamill's uh, version of the Joker is exquisite. Um, I think I think Mark Hamill's version is excellent, especially since you know that's really really close in the DC universe as the Joker who basically was able to get Superman to kill Lois Lane himself, and then Superman effectively murders the Joker, which also I think is pretty awesome. So um, super chats, uh, a couple super chats came in. Bubba Fett sixty nine says. Most common type among your following? Oh shoot, um, I'd probably say INTPs would be the most common type among uh, my following. Uh, INTPs, INFJs, INTJs, and INFPs probably the most. And Todd HA asks, movement question. Would someone who needs to walk around pace while talking on the phone be showing a movement preference versus control? Absolutely. People who pace, um, I've actually been hired a few times to psychoanalyze people uh, and whatnot. People who pace are absolutely, while they're talking on the phone, absolutely uh, movement oriented, almost nine out of 10 times. There might be a few times when a control type may do it, which I have noticed uh, with ENTJs doing it sometimes, uh, but um, it's mostly because they're probably in a really crowded area and there's so many things trying to take their attention away. So, but if they keep focused on walking, at least they can use the act of walking as a totem to focus their NI parent at the conversation at hand and kind of drown out the fact that there's so many people around them that could get their SC child to like get, you know, try to take the attention of SC child away. So, but predominantly, yes, pacing is, uh, is, a, is a movement related uh, activity, uh, Todd uh, HA, so. So let's see here. Okay. Um, okay. Can an uh, ENFP ESFP relationship work out the same as Kovash and Kelchrist from Altered Carbon? Uh, Lee Shinaros, you would have you would be hard pressed to convince me that Kelchrist Falconer is an ENFP. No, I don't maintain that Kelchrist Falconer is an ENFP at all. I maintain Kelchrist Falconer is actually an ENTP. Uh, it's very ISFJ subconscious related, not so much about uh, you know taking on knowledge. You just don't see ISTJ archivist uh, related um, subconscious there at all. I really absolutely maintain Kelchris Falconer is um, is an ENTP for sure. Kind of like uh, kind of like Bruce Lee is kind of how I would uh, now unless you're trying to argue Bruce Lee is an ENFP. Okay, that's a little bit different. We can go there. But, uh, and uh, Takeshi, uh, Takeshi Kovach, uh, let's see here. Um, Takeshi Kovach is an ESTP. So I, you might wanna look at your ENFP versus ENTP versus ESFP versus ESTP judgments there. Takeshi Kovach is very direct, uh, not an ESFP. Um, so it's an ESTP, ENTP relationship, and yes, it can work provided there's a high level of maturity and internal understanding. But again, the relationship is actually fairly neutral. So the compatibility is compatibility neutral per se. Um, so, but yes, uh, the relationship uh, is very possible and can be very good and very useful. 
and uh, sure, check it out. Uh, why not? Why not try out that relationship? Just got to remember the parent functions can get in each other's way, but uh, instead, you know, if they use cognitive emulation uh, to produce other functions they would not typically for the sake of the other person, then the relationship could definitely be a success. Got another super chat. We have, as an INTP, this is Damien DuBose, it's hard to distinguish my FI from SI. Really sucks in relationships. I can't perceive my FI well at all. How can I tell the difference? So are you, if you, are you really an INTP or are you an INFP? Like I, 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 I'm questioning your type specifically, sir, to be able to answer this question. But let's assume you're an INTP. Uh, basically, introverted sensing means you just childishly want to experience new things and experience it all. It's kind of like when you go on a vacation, you're not going to make a plan to go see certain things on the vacation, go to the location, hit up all the sites that you want to see, and then instantly leave. You're just going to go there and experience the whole thing and just kind of let things play out naturally and just be natural uh, while you're at that location when you're vacationing. FI, FI Demon. FI Demon comes out as an INTP if you're underappreciated. Now, if you're an INFP and you have FI, it's basically your mood. So it's like, hmm, you're making decisions with your mood or making decisions based on how you feel about your beliefs or other pe what other people are thinking or things that you're reading. I, or, or weighing things out in your head in terms of what's more valuable than the other thing, right? It's like, it's constantly weighing things out in your head. That's introverted feeling, you know, because it's a value system. It's all about what value does this have? What value does that have? The decision is made on what has a higher value or sometimes you're trying to seek a lower value which means you're seeing everything in terms from a good or a bad thing. So for example, oh, this thing is cheaper. This is a good decision. Or this thing, this is way too expensive. That's a bad decision, right? That's very FI. And FI understand, FI users understand the value of things. This is why FITE users, uh, they're generally very good at selling things because they understand the value of things. Whereas TIFE users, not the case. It's more of teaching things instead of actually, although that's not to say that FIT users can't teach, it's more of like um, sharing knowledge instead of like sharing value, right? That's the difference between FI and TI basically, sharing knowledge versus sharing value, uh, I would say uh, in that regard. So, um, is the angelic form of SE trickster absolute reality? This is Zekistential uh, saying, Yes, yes it is, absolute reality. Absolute mastery and awareness of reality. Yes, that is the angelic form of SE trickster, correct. Tessa Loba says, I'm an INTJ woman who recently started dating an INTP man, congratulations. It's wonderful so far, but any potential pitfalls or suggestions uh, for me to not mess this up? All right, if you're an INJ, and you're constantly telling yourself, I don't wanna mess this up, I don't wanna mess this up, I don't wanna mess this up, you're going to mess up. Stop. Actually realize that if you're like an INJ woman, that if your man has faith in you, use that as your faith in yourself. Stop trying to like game the system, just be real. Like if you're an INJ woman, just like be okay with it, you're not gonna mess up. Like it's it's really really important i have seen so many inj women like i have watched an inj woman one time like freak out just as a relationship started saying i don't want to mess this up i don't want to mess this up literally saying it over and over and over and over i don't want to mess this up i don't want to mess this up 
and then watching like you know uh her new boyfriend come up to her and and hold her and say like you can't mess this up you just can't just be you it's okay like it's all good and of course if you're dating an inj woman you might want to do that tell her that you're comfortable tell her that you're loyal tell her you can't imagine that there's anything she could do to push you away and you know you'll be a lot more successful there so tessa as far as an intp man goes and you're an intj ask him what he thinks but don't let him get stuck in his comfort zone be willing to challenge him and provide resources and research that shows why he's incorrect at times um, but also make sure you're going out of your way to show appreciation for him if he's like so for example so tessa loba so for example let's say you're living together and your intp man's working really hard he's probably one of the hard, most hardest workers you've ever met um you know for example potentially hopefully let's say he's hard working um in some way you know he does things for you things of loyalty to make sure that he does that but you need to show appreciation so make his lunch or order lunch for him at doordash right so it shows up to him at work and then uh the doordash orders there and maybe you know arrange for a note to be left on his desk to tell him how much you respect him and how much you thank him uh, for for all of his hard work and effort towards you and show that high level of appreciation you do that to effie inferior and he will follow you over a cliff forever you know so show appreciation you're really good you know at that be sympathetic towards his cause go out of your way to make him comfortable you'll be more successful in your relationship for sure um so let's see here okay and uh all right how would oh and by the way folks you might want to like re-ask your questions over and over because i may not like see them all the little chat one is pretty tiny you know what i'm saying so if i don't see your questions you might want to ask them over and over but don't spam right this is let's be cordial here you know what i'm saying so um so uh you're most welcome tessa you're very welcome with that um okay so uh when an infj this is scart darcy again wow you, you have a tendency of asking really thought-provoking questions scart darcy thank you uh would an infj be more successful mirroring an stj instead of an nfp I work best with the STJs and have more fun with NFPs. Excellent question. Okay, so if you guys remember back in season 12, which is the social compatibility, what is the INFJ socially compatible with? So quite frankly, if an INFJ were paired up with an ISTJ, which is their third highest compatibility, according to social compatibility, but it just also happens to be, because it's basically the golden pair with their subconscious, the golden pair type of your subconscious statistically is the highest marriage relationship of any type statistically uh, that we've seen. And it's funny, um, uh, it's, it's just, it's just kind of weird like how that works. You know, like I, I, I coach so many people, I find out, you know, what their marriage is and it's extremely common. I, I see people married to their subconscious as golden pair. And the subconscious golden pair relationship 
it's an excellent relationship. They really complement each other. I think it might even be known as the complement relationship according to Socionics. I don't remember though. I'll have to verify that. But it's it's really incredible uh, because the uh, the pessimistic functions are able to help grow each other. The optimistic functions are able to help grow each other as well. And it becomes a very mutually beneficial relationship without necessarily getting completely stomped because the other person's child function can team up with your hero, your parent function can team up with their inferior, and you're helping them be responsible about their insecurities instead of like slamming them with your optimistic functions and hitting their pessimistic functions. So the optimistics team up with the optimistics, the pessimistics team up with the pessimistics in terms of your cognitive functions and your cognitive function stack. So in that situation, would an INFG more be more successful mirroring an SEJ instead of an NFP? It depends. That's really my answer. It depends, Scott Darcy. But uh, sometimes, though, ENFPs can get really close. I'd probably say try a romantic relationship with an NFP, but try a working relationship with an STJ, uh, and you might have more success. Or try both. I don't know. But uh, I would say, I, and this is speculation here, I, I would speculate that you would most likely be more successful in a productivity or working relationship with an STJ and mirroring an STJ. Especially since the ISTJ is supposed to be the most responsible of all the types and NFPs are not necessarily completely responsible. However, INFPs are very responsible. And if you're looking at Delta Quadra types, STJ, NFP Quadra, which is Delta Quadra according to Socionics, Delta Quadra, um, while they can be appear insanely responsible, they can also be really irresponsible at times. I mean, look at ESTJs, and they're like, "Ooh, you know, I'm a I'm a corporate mogul now, and uh, I could basically have retirement early by sitting here at work and doing nothing all day long." Right? They don't actually get anything really. Like oftentimes, I see ESTJs when they're you know late 40s, not really getting as much work done because it's like, "Well, I've earned my time right now." You know, it's like they're cashing in on their retirement real soon and not being productive. It's really annoying. So that's why I criticize ESTJs in those corporate positions like directors or vice presidents who have been around a long time and I literally tell them that they don't change their game, they're going to be unwanted. And I tell them that they're a bad person, you know, to their face. Um, and then they start to change uh, because they realize that everybody is replaceable. It's funny how ESTJs look at themselves as irreplaceable sometimes. Um, who's more compatible with an ESFP female ESFJ or ISFJ, uh, that's a golden pair and a silver pair, not respectively though. Uh, I, the ISFJ is technically more compatible, but both relationships are excellent. Um, so, John asks, uh, any advice or guidance for INTJs to turn their SE inferior aspirational? Uh, yeah, definitely. To get over your performance anxiety, all you have to do is perform. Practice makes perfect. Seek failure. Fail at it over and over and over until you get to a point where you're comfortable with failing. Comfortable with failing with SE, you know? And keep trying. Keep trying over and over and over. And study. Read uh, read joke books to become a comedian. Become a performer. Become a radio broadcaster. Uh, focus on, uh, on making YouTube videos. But just don't over-edit it. Just be real. Like, that's the thing. INTJs spend so much time trying to edit their video content because they want it to look perfect, but then they end up making it look like trash because they're like editing it too much. Like they overdo it. Stop overcompensating. 
Instead, focus on being as real as possible. I would challenge INTJs, especially YouTube creators, if you're an INTJ YouTube creator, I would challenge you to edit as little as possible. See if you can. And then allow yourself to be afraid and allow yourself to take the hits and the criticism from your audience after you've not edited your videos very much. Because you INTJs with your SE inferiors get so focused on being perfect that you end up becoming even uglier than you already imagine you are. And that's a problem. Let me tell you something. Like, especially in a relationship with an INTJ, you know, you'd say to the INTJ, you know, never say that you're perfect. And also say like, I don't want you to be perfect. I don't want you to be perfect at all. Which anyone would not want their spouse or their mate to be perfect. Because a perfect mate is worthless, actually. Completely worthless. You want someone to focus on becoming better. You do not want someone focused on becoming perfect. The problem is, is that SE inferiors, INJs are so focused on being perfect, it's the most annoying thing in the world. And then they get their stupid God complex as a result. FI child God complex or, you know, which means I'm a genius. I'm really high achieving. They're really going to hire me and give me a job. And then they're still unemployed a year later, even though like everywhere they've interviewed with is claimed, oh, we're going to make a position for you. And yet it never happens. It's like, wow, how many uh, INJs out there have that happen to them? It's because you people overcompensate and you guys are a bunch of show-offs. Stop. Stop being show-offs. Okay? Like, seriously, just be real. That's all SI users want. That's all SI inferiors want. They just want real. Real. Not like all the extra makeup. Stop looking all plastic, you know, with your SI inferiors. It's not about that. Let go of that. Especially INTJs. INTJs can, especially INTJ women, can go like way overboard with their makeup, for example. Just let go of that. Just let go of it completely. Show the real you. That's all SI inferior wants anyway within your golden pair, so why not? So just be real. Like, you don't need the makeup. They want to have the real experience, not the fake experience. With your trying to aspire with SE inferior, are you really aspiring when you're overcompensating? Or are you just making yourself worse and becoming fake and plasticky as a result? Like, don't do that. Like, seriously, don't do that. Why would you do that to yourself? Why? So don't do that. Um, I don't recommend that. So again, search for developing SE inferior. Practice makes perfect. Focus on being better, not perfect. So practice makes better. Better, not perfect. Okay? And it's like, well... I don't even know if I should do this because I don't know if we can do a good job. Then do it and don't do a good job then. Focus on not doing a good job. So you can learn how to fail a thousand times. Because if you learn how to fail a thousand times, then successful is inevitable at that point. So that's how you develop SE Inferior. And you end up outperforming everybody else as a result. But then you just have to humble yourself and be willing to fail. Um, how would an INT with developed SE act? Do they act like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's typed as an INTJ? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, uh, Rachel uh, by or Rock Rach B or Rach by, what do you think of a team's compatibility that is two INTPs, one INFJ, one ENFJ, one ESTJ, and an ENTP leader? That could be done. The problem is, is that the ENTP leader is hard pressed to give the recognition to the INTPs and the INFJ and the ENFJ. 
and then everyone is fighting over the FI inferior of the ESTJ, which can cause a huge political problem, which would give a lot of power to the ESTJ, which eventually would cause the ENTP to be a victim of a rebellion or a mutiny, with the ESTJ or the ENFJ being elected in charge, and then the entire thing would happen again. And unless the ESTJ is the person who ends up becoming the leader of that group, well, uh, then everyone else's go. The quickest thing that I would recommend for that group, um, I would immediately get an INFP or an ENFP in that group immediately to kind of help balance it out. If you don't have that, then definitely get an ISFP. That might also be really useful. Just get like get an SFP or an NFP in that team immediately, and they'll be a little bit more balanced. So, okay. Let's scroll to the front. Um, how would an INFP and ENFJ shadow act? They'd be a great teacher of philosophy. I've known a few uh, INFP professors. I know one at Western Washington University, a uh, really fantastic INFP fellow who was in his ENFJ shadow, and he's a very, um, very um, amazing uh, professor and uh, teacher and mentors other people. He also mentors people in martial arts as well. Um, Greg Sander, between subconscious and unconscious, which one is more useful to employ in your life? Uh, none. Greg Sander, the subconscious and the unconscious are necessary for everyone to employ in life, and you can't just choose one or the other, because if you choose one or the other, you're going to gain midlife crisis. Usually people reach midlife crisis because they haven't developed their subconscious side of their mind, um, because that's the part where they're trying to aspire and lack of aspiration leads to midlife crisis and a huge amount of depression, especially when they hit age 40. However, if you don't develop your unconscious, then you're gonna end up like Taylor Swift, who's like super immature all the time and having bad negative consequences with the relationships because she's very subconscious focused because she, uh, you know, she kind of lacks wisdom in her life. So you have to develop your unconscious to gain wisdom, but you have to develop your subconscious to gain humility. Try to have both, you know, especially, you know, hum it's pretty humiliating when Kanye West, you know, as pragmatic as he is, it's funny. I just had someone recently tell me that Kanye West was affiliative because they say he's an ENFP. I'm like, no, he's pragmatic. You'd have to be pragmatic to go stand on uh, the stage in front of Taylor Swift and everybody at, at this award ceremony and tell, tell everybody that Beyonce deserved the award and not her, for example, right? That's pragmatic, that's not affiliative, but apparently Kanye West is not an ENTP. Really? Seriously, think about that. The guy's amoral, he lacks morals entirely, but he's married to, guess what? His subconscious's golden pair. He's married to an ISFP, you know, Kim Kardashian. So no wonder their relationship works, right? So, all right. How would you type a society? Well, you should probably like watch a little bit more of the Ruby conferences to find out. Um, uh, let's see here. Can NFJs find the best way to do something, even with their own feature with NI through, even though they are triple interest? Uh, yeah, they can. It just depends on the situation and what they're trying to do. Um, uh, wouldn't my SE feed into her child and make her happy? Um, yeah, okay, okay. Trying to look at some more questions here. Any story behind the rebranding of the types? Uh, 
Well, I'm not going to go into details about that yet. Uh, we'll find out more hopefully by the end of this year. How would an INFP master SE Trickster? By mastering other every other component of themselves first and then using all the energy from every other, every other cognitive function to produce uh, SE Trickster energy. Also, Cody, uh, you might also want to develop your introverted sensing discipline. Like, imagine an INFP with an ESTP father and the ESTP father confers all of that physical know-how onto the SI child so that that INFP is very capable at using tools later because they have all the introverted sensing knowledge and memories stored up in their introverted sensing that they can operate power tools anytime they want. Um, how can you tell if you live in your shadow? It's usually because your subconscious is not developed. You guys, remember, use logic when you're trying to understand yourselves because like Remember, it's like algebra. Treat your soul like an algebraic equation and solve for x. What are you missing? Okay, so if you want to develop, if you want your, uh, if you want your, if you want to produce your, uh, if you want to produce your trickster function, you have to realize that um, you know on both sides the equal sign. You can solve for the x. X being your trickster function. You have to have all of the other variables in place before you can actually even use your trickster function. For example. It's, it's the same type of thing, you know, treat your soul like a mathematical equation and you'll get the result that you're looking for. That kind of sounds a little weird, but... Uh... All right, I want some more thought-provoking questions. Um... Johnny Milano, do you think there's a connection between third-ranked compatibility and duality? Could it be that socionics just mistypes one last letter in a couple? I am going to be talking a little bit more deeply about socionics in season 17, Johnny Milano, so I'm not going to answer that question, but I'm going to say that the answer is no initially. So. Okay, uh, MA456CHOZ. Uh, how, as an INTJ, can I convince myself to stop wanting something? Because it's unrealistic and probably immoral um, well I mean how do you know it is have you asked other people what they think about it and why do you mean it's unrealistic anything and everything is possible it's just how much you know and then you can gain you know anything you want Mamu asks how do you give feedback to an ENTP if you cannot get past TE critic um, uh, provide lots of research that proves that they're wrong and the problem is, is that that research, the original premise is that research, the root of that research better not be incorrect itself. Um, so let's see. How does an EN, how does an INTJ overcome an E nemesis? Um, stop being paranoid. How does SI demon interact with the nemesis? To make one doubt society and the people in it. Well, I mean, INTJs are very easily nihilistic um, because they have SI demon, of course. So basically, you don't really need to have that many relationships with people. Like, why are INTJs expected to have so many social interactions with so many people? Like, can someone explain that to me? Why does everyone expect INTJs to behave like that? They have FB freaking trickster. Like, why? And why are they judged poorly by everybody else because of that? It's like, it's not fair. It's not fair to the INTJ. So just let INTJs be who they are. Like, 
INTJs just need to surround themselves with people who are loyal to them and absolutely loyal to them. It could be just one person. They're pretty content with that. You know what I mean? Because they just want to have that high level of togetherness and always have that person's attention. And they're afraid of losing that attention to that one person, right? But then, you know, they can try to potentially see how to get out of it in any situation as a result. So um, any nemesis, however, basically, like, don't assume people are going to betray you. If you assume they betray you, they will betray you. You realize that, like, based on law of attraction, it kind of works a bit with cognition that if you assume people will betray you, they will betray you. Like, that's that's a fact. You know, I, I've even been the victim of that uh, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy myself because, you know, it's like, you know, like, whoa, that person's untrustworthy. And guess what? I made them untrustworthy. It happens to me more often than most people think. It's which is very common for an ENTP to suffer that affliction because ENTPs, the one thing they value the most more than anything is trust. Don't believe me? Watch uh, Joseph Morgan's portrayal of Klaus Michelson from Vampire Diaries and the originals, a ser both two series as well as there may even be a third series uh, in, um, in, uh, uh, on Netflix, for example. And watch how this ENTP cares so much about trust and betrayal. Trust is everything to an ENTP. And if an ENTP loses trust in you, you're never going to get it back. You're never, ever going to get it back. They just don't give trust to people. And that's why ENTPs tell secrets to people to see what people do with those secrets. And sometimes those secrets are fake just to see, you know, if it comes back to them to test the loyalty of those other people so that they themselves know with whom to be loyal to. For example, look up the social engineering tactic known as the canary trap. ENTPs are always laying canary traps all the time just to see who's real. Like, I'd say probably, I don't know, if an ENTP speaks, every time they speak, there's almost always at least one canary trap with a person unless they have 100% trust with the person and they don't canary trap at all. But the thing is to an ENTP, how many people actually get to that point where they trust that person 100%, maybe two, maybe three people in their whole lives ever? Good luck, right? So. All right, uh, Draxios, Paul, uh, can an ISTP or INTP with avoidant personality disorder seem like INFP or ISFP? Uh, not really. How do you tell apart if they are an F or a T? Uh, use the type grid. Use interaction styles, temperaments, cognitive axis analysis, cognitive focus analysis, as well as the eight total vectors to use uh, for um, the type grid. Um, and we, uh, and one of uh, my team members at CSJ actually introduced a new vector for using the type grid, which I'm very excited about, which comes from Socionics, which we'll be covering uh, in depth uh, on this channel. Uh, so, so many ways to use the type grid, so many different vectors uh, that can be used for it. I highly, highly recommend uh, that. So we're going to be checking that out for sure. So John K asks, on MBTI tests, I get INTP, but I have pretty good motor skills and I'm good at acting as a therapist for people. Am I really an INTP? I have no idea. The MBTI tests are absolutely worthless. Don't use them. Use the type grid instead. If you don't where, if you don't know where the type grid is, go to https colon csjoseph.life, enter, and then wait 30 seconds till the pop-up comes up. Put in your email and you'll be emailed the type grid and use that instead. 
you don't know how to use the type grade, watch season two playlist or season 15 playlist on this YouTube channel in order. And uh, especially season 15, because it's more detailed uh, and you will learn how to use the type grade. All right. Logan asks, why is an a INFP and ESTP relationship bad if they are third most compatible? It is a great relationship. I'm not saying it's bad at all. Uh, Abby Lynn asks, is it a type thing that I would always hide parts of myself, like my first steps words when I was younger? Uh, yeah, probably because you were afraid that people wouldn't like to hear what you had to say or do because performance anxiety from SE inferior if you are actually an INFJ. Uh, how do I tell if someone is an INFJ or a timid uh, ESFJ? Again, use the type grid, interaction styles. Um, the, I, the ESFJ would be, is a starter and not be able to finish things. They, they start all the time, whereas an ISFJ can. Um, why doesn't SE users have to rely on endurance? Because they rely on willpower instead. But everyone's like, it's funny, like someone's like, you know, oh, C.S. Joseph, he's so stupid because, you know, he says that uh, willpower, you know, well, I, I don't have very often willpower and I can't get myself to the gym even though I'm an INTJ. And I'm like, well, yeah, because INTJs still can still get lazy, but they have to actually want to go in order to go to the gym. Otherwise, they're not going to go to the gym because they're lazy. So which is it, right? Just because you have a willpower function does not mean you're going to use it. What's the difference between FE inferior and TE inferior? K Strive asks. FE inferior is known as social anxiety and being afraid of making other people feel bad or afraid other people won't value your own thoughts or value who you are. Whereas a TE inferior is afraid of what other people think and that if they do something uh, and wrong in the eyes of others, that that person would lose status, lose respect, lose regard, lose their position. TE inferior is all about position, whereas FE inferior is all about recognition and people valuing that person and, and being willing to ask that person for help. Whereas uh, TE inferior is people going to that person and uh, being willing to listen uh, to what they have to say and having a powerful voice and opinion, right? FE inferior, uh, they want to be seen as a source of help, uh, whereas TE inferior wants to be the source of the most valuable opinion and have the biggest voice, the voice that most people prefer to listen to, right? Uh, Caitlin asks, uh, uh, do you, oh, Nini asks, is it normal for a young ENFP to be attracted to high SI users? Yes, it is because camaraderie kind of seems a little bit more attractive in youth because the SI, because the uh, fellow SI users are trying to learn from SI users to be better with their own SI. Uh, Caitlin asks, do you think there's a correlation between you ending up with an FE user and both your parents being FE users? Yeah, there's a correlation there. Um, but also I've been burned so many times with, um, I've been burned so many times with FI users uh, recently. It's, it's really frustrating. FI users have burned me so much and I'm tired of just dealing with their arbitrary selfishness. So I decided to be in a relationship with a TI user. Uh, Jay Patel, um, you said uh, SE muscle mirrors and SI muscle mimics. What specifically is the difference between those two? This is a great question. Jay Patel, thank you for this question. Awesome. So let's talk about that. I'm actually going to use the whiteboard for this one. All right. So 
uh, we're going to look at uh, let's actually let's use the let's use the black here for the center. All right, so we're gonna put in extroverted sensing. We're gonna put in introverted sensing. All right, so extroverted sensing. Then we have the mirror, and then we have um, we have the mimic. What's the difference? Well. Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna draw a person. Okay, we're gonna draw another person. All right. So here's the mirror. So we're going to have a behavior. Okay. So this one is behaving like A, and then this one starts behaving like A. But what happens when you remove this person entirely? Well, guess what? This goes away. That's the mirror. Mimicry, however, different. Two people. So, and then we have okay. Oh, by the way, the mirror is much faster. This is slower for the mimic, it's slower. So then we have B behavior over here for mimicry, okay? And this person behaves like B, and then over time this person behaves like B. So what happens when you remove the first person? Right? What happens? Well, here's what happens. This person still has the B behavior because that behavior is stuck in their introverted sensing and it has become, you guessed it folks, a habit which is very indicative of the relationship between SE and SI. SE users need SI users to be loyal. And guess what? Loyalty is a habit. All right, does that make sense? Okay, this is why when SE users use the excuse of, oh, when SE users use the excuse of, well, I'm just mirroring your behavior. You know, you did this and I'm just mirroring your behavior. Okay, you're mirroring my behavior. Well, if you're mirroring my behavior, what if I start mimicking the bad behavior? Because SE users use this excuse. Well, you're doing this bad thing, so I get licensed to do this bad thing. My ESTP mentor did this to me all the time. It's the most annoying thing in the world, right? It's like the most annoying thing in the world where they're like, oh, you know, your bad behavior gives me license to behave badly. So when you have an SE user and an SI user in a relationship, right? The SI user does something bad, then the SE user mirrors them and does something bad in response saying, claiming, well, if you didn't do this then I wouldn't do this. But then the SI user, because the SE user is responded in that way, then ends up mimicking the SE user 
and ends up creating a bad habit of the bad behavior because the SE user is effectively enabling the SI user's bad behavior by mirroring it back to them. And then it creates a cycle of a downward spiral, downward spiral in the relationship. This is why I tell SE users, yeah, it's nice that you can mirror people and it's nice that you could basically wipe your memories by getting rid of every reminder or totem or picture or, uh, or anything that belonged to other people out of your life so you could forget those people. But us SI users, yeah, well, you know what? We can't forget so easily. We remember, we keep those habits. You wanna form new habits in us? Well, they need to give us new shared experiences to slowly wipe away those bad habits in our life so we're no longer mimicking those bad people anymore. Because without that, we're gonna keep mimicking those bad people. But then again, what right do you have to mirror our behavior? Because what, what excuse do you have to use somebody else's bad behavior or poor behavior to then behave badly yourself? Maybe you should like, you know, uh, have some self-respect and take responsibility for your actions and not mirror other people. That would be nice. You know, don't forget SE users, because you're an SE user, you're automatically an NI user, which means you have a choice. You can choose to not mirror people. Do you know how you do that? Use a door slam. Get the losers out of your life. Get them out. Or react immediately to the SI user's bad behavior. Call them out on it so that they stop bad at behaving badly. Let the SI user take full responsibility for their actions. And then the SI user will immediately change their behavior and start developing a habit of not behaving poorly. But if they keep having that bad habit, the SI user needs to be willing to door slam the SI user so it does not, so that they understand that they can't have that habit. Instead of allowing the poor behavior on the part of the SI user, to give the, an excuse to the SE user to behave badly. Which, I'm sorry, is most common amongst ESTPs, ISTPs, INFJs, and, you know, ENFJs with INFJ and ESTP being the worst of the four. Let's keep that in mind, folks. What if you have losers at work? Get a new job or lead from the front. Read Robert Greene. Uh, thank you for the uh, question, Jay Patel. Any advice for ENTJ ESFP marriage? How do you know ENTJ ESFP are the people? How do you know that they're, they're, that's their types? Because I'll tell you that an ENTJ ESFP marriage is absolutely horrible. But it's more than likely that that's maybe an I, uh, you know, maybe that's an ENTP ESFP marriage or maybe that's an ESFJ ENTJ marriage. Um, what should I watch out for in an ESTP relationship with an INFP? Would my FI trickster be a problem? No, probably not. Just keep holding the INFP accountable, but then when the INFP is like, hey, you need, you need to have some moral principles, listen to them, that's all. Listen to their opinion, ask them their opinion for everything. Uh, Xavier123452 asks, if ISTJ has NI demon, does this mean they have failure to launch syndrome like ESTP and ESFP? No, probably not. ISTJs are like the most responsible of all the types. Usually they don't. They do what they should do. It's their duty to be responsible, so they're going to be responsible. 
Uh, how can someone get over their NE inferior? Um, by making yourself as desirable as possible. That's how you get over any inferior uh, for Mario Nato. Case Drive asks, is it common for sensors like the ISTP to feel more intuitive than sensory based? It can happen, yeah, because of NI Child, because for some reason NI Child lets them get out of a lot, so many close calls that they literally think they have lady luck on their side at all times and then they go and get screwed over at the casinos or the ENFP social engineers them into their grave. One of the two, you know. ENFP social engineer, that is, who with dark intentions. Not all ENFPs have dark intentions, mind you. Okay. Uh, let's see. How could a NT society lead to totalitarianism if pragmatics are libertarian in the political spectrum? I don't know. Ask national socialists. I'm sure they'd be happy to tell you. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, because... Uh, yeah, pragmatics are libertarian in the political spectrum. The thing is, though, is that in order to keep their power, they don't want to lose it, right? So totalitarianism is what ultimately happens, right? Because if you're not, like, it's pragmatic for us. It's just confiscate everything you own, you know? Uh, Athena1 asks, how can trauma and mental health disorders affect the four sides of the minds? Uh, for example, having PTSD associated with hypervigilance can potentially mistype as high as E. I have no idea. I am not an expert in psychological or mental health disorders. I would recommend you talk to people like Mark Darian uh, for that, who's way more skilled or more experienced in that area than I am. Um, Case Drive asks, is it, is it common for sensors like the ISTP to feel more, oh, I already asked, did that question, the answer is yes, it can happen. I'm not sure if it's common though. How does an INTJ interact with ESTP superego? Um, probably by, I don't know, deciding to no longer be a help to that ENFP or making that ENFP uncomfortable or making that ENFP feel unwanted and then they come out of their superego. So fair enough. Um, which people dislike rejection more, FI or FE users? Uh, it's, it's the same level of uh, rejection, a dislike there. Uh, Hitler was not an ENFP. Stop talking about that. Um, and uh, why are ENTJs considered the best leaders? I don't know why they're considered the best leaders. I mean, anyone could be considered a leader. Benjamin Franklin led the American Revolution. Uh, quite frankly, it's although funnily enough, the ESTJ George Washington gets all the credit for that. But quite frankly, actually, it was uh, Benjamin Franklin's brainchild as an ENTP, right? And then he worked with the ESTP Samuel Adams, who ran the Sons of Liberty, a literal terrorist organization. So what do you want me to say? You know, who is, why are ENTJs considered the best leaders? Probably because uh, it's kind of been like a safe area. They're really good at CEOs, but they're really, and you know, Napoleon was an ENTJ, but get, let's be straight, they're really bad at people and relationships. They're also bad at delegation, believe it or not. And actually, uh, TIFE users are more are better at uh, delegation than uh, than you know TE heroes, for example. So something to consider. Autumn Bonsai asks, "How the hell do I change uh, careers for health reasons when I have no experience? How can I compete against all the people with experience and qualifications uh, through testimonials, uh, through sales training and marketing?" The number one skill in this world is marketing. Learn it. If 
you want to have somewhere to start, look at Ty Lopez, look at Gary Vaynerchuk, read Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It, and then his second book, Crushing It. He's got tons of books, read them all, right? Go in that direction. Doomsicle asks, is taking psychedelics the expedient way to understand metaphysics for an INSP, ISFP? Absolutely it is. That's a great question. I always get INTP on tests, and I think it's because of my trips. Not sure, though. Uh, that's that's very fair, Doomsicle. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, what does SE Inferior at its best look like? Um, uh, JK Rowling. Um, so, uh, Okay. Does high any users have an easier time developing the magician archetype? That's a really good question. I honestly have no idea. I'd have to say no, just based on logic alone. But rationally speaking with TE, probably yes. Um, I know you say you're not an expert on mental illness. You know people who have uh, multiple personality disorder have different personality types in their mind. Yes, they do have different personality types with multiple personality disorder, yes. Okay. Uh, what type did he say Napoleon was? That's ENTJ. Uh, can you give some examples for movement control? I've done that recently. I don't really want to answer that question. Uh, like, uh, control is very outcome focused. Movement's very process focused. Movement people try to do things at the same time. They're like good at multitaskers. Outcome people focus on one thing at a time, I guess. Um, um, what's healthy inferior SI. Healthy inferior SI is when somebody, an SI inferior is like, oh, hey, how about like, um, I just force myself to do everything. You know, basically, if you want to be a healthy SI inferior, if you're afraid of something, then you have to do it, basically. That's what I would uh, recommend uh, to that end. So looks like we got a super chat. That's cool. John Bodine, I love John Bodine. Thank you, sir. Um, any thoughts on um, semen retention? Data mentions it. You know, uh, honestly, I mean, it may be good for like a potential, um, like for a limited time. Like for example, like if you're in a marriage, right? You know, and you have the opportunity to like, to masturbate and whatnot, you know, as a male, but you have regular sexual intercourse with your wife, for example. Um, why? Because, you know, the more semen you have stored within your prostate, the more, you know, pressure you have on your brain actually, you know, to have a sexual experience. So I would say probably choose to save it for your wife whenever possible, unless you're like away from her for long periods of time. I don't recommend like not emptying your prostate out with like at least, you know, should be emptied at least every 72 hours, I would say. Don't go beyond that, you know. I'm a person who advocates having sex at least once a day. That's, you know, like at a minimum, I would say that would be pretty good. But uh, there's some people who maybe have sex once a week. If you're that person, like, I'm so sorry, but that's like not recommended in my opinion. Uh, and to keep men healthy, uh, you know, do that. But in terms of like having the, you know, the, a more pleasurable experience, you know, and if you're not having sex regularly, uh, save it for your woman. Don't just like be expedient and just spend it out. You know what I'm saying? Don't, uh, as it says in the book of Genesis, spill it on the ground. You know what I'm saying? So, um, okay. And, uh, 
what is INTJ and ENTJ's purpose? The ENTJ purpose is to be to reach high levels of execution, and the INTJ's purpose is to master any skill. Uh, Damien Dubose, how does a FE inferior know how they feel? Is it about just being comfortable? It has nothing to do with being comfortable. Uh, an FE inferior knows how they feel if other people value them. And, and those people come to the FE inferior and ask them what they think. Those people know that they are valued. That's how an FE inferior is able to feel. So when people ask them what they think, because other people value their thoughts. Otherwise, they don't feel them. So. Should NJs live in NJ societies? I don't know. They should live anywhere they want, quite frankly. Um, how can INFJs get a good sleep schedule without any SI users around? By having friendships with SI users, like and have an SI user that they go with in the gym every morning so they know they have to go to bed to be able to perform well in front of the SI user at the gym the following day. That's a great technique. Um, um, why doesn't Effie Demon struggle with uh, social world rules? It struggles with social rules all the time. But the thing is, is that Effie Inferior is so afraid of being a bad person that they sometimes end up inadvertently following social rules. Uh, Mila Belleful uh, says, how to inspire a male ESFP to act loyal in word and deed to someone who's already demonstrated loyalty. You kind of want to try to see about they get they mirror that, but just like um, the thing is, though, is if the ESFP is not rewarding that loyalty, just tell the ESFP like, hey, you're not rewarding this, you're not giving me recognition, so because you're making this decision, I'm gonna make other decisions, and you kind of basically threaten them with, you know, well, if that's what you want to do, that's fine, because you want to do that, well, then I'm gonna want to do this other thing. So your choice, you're the one making that choice, right? That's how you deal with an ESFP in that particular moment. Give them consequences for their actions and enforce them. Um, how can an INFP get over FE Nemesis? Uh, you can get over FE Nemesis by making your opinion as valuable as possible. Make sure you read and then share your knowledge with people. Don't be afraid to speak up. If you feel that you have an opinion that could actually help a situation as an INFP, be willing to speak up. INFPs don't talk. And because they are too afraid to talk or think or incorrectly believe that their opinion is of no value, because let's be honest, an INFP's opinion, and as much as an ISFP's opinion, they can be the most valuable opinions on the planet and have the most valuable voices on the planet. So based on that, I mean, you can look at that from Joaquin Phoenix's uh, portrayal of the Joker, a very TE inferior kind of uh, movie, right? So from that standpoint, utilize that. Uh, so ham up your tea inferior, have a really powerful opinion and share that powerful opinion with other people and in, in, in a bid to help them, right? Uh, just stop being afraid to not say anything. INFPs, you're usually miserable because you choose not to communicate and you bring that upon yourselves. Stop blaming everybody else for you being highly sensitive. You're highly sensitive because you keep to yourself have like a backbone and talk to people. And if that means people think less of you because they don't like your opinion or they walk around thinking you're stupid, that's probably because you're too lazy to read or make your opinion more valuable. The more you make your opinion valuable, the more you can help people. So please do it. We need you to do it. Please God almighty do it. INFPs, you can be the most brilliant of all the types. The most brilliant of all the types. Why are you not reading?
Why are you not sharing your opinion? Can TE inferior aspire too much? No, they can't. Um, how do TE users get smarter versus how TI users get smarter? TE users get smarter by doing lots of research. Uh, TI users get smarter through experimentation and trying things out, trial and error, basically. Um, what would an ENFP villain, villain in fiction look like? Uh, Eddie Brock as uh, Venom. That's uh, an ENFP villain in fiction. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, how can an INFJ develop ESTP subconscious uh, by helping other people and making them stronger? How can I make my INFP girlfriend express herself more? Nameless. Thank you for asking this question. I'm actually going to draw this out for all of my favorite INFPs out there. Okay. How to get your INFP girlfriend to express herself more. All right, so, okay, so we have, uh, so what's the, what is the key to the INFP uh, female's heart, right? How is this gonna work? Well, you want her to express yourself more? Let me tell you exactly what you do. Ask for her opinion. Remember, INFPs are responding, so they you need to go to them. And it makes them feel important if you go to them for things. Asking her for her opinion makes her TE inferior very happy. And the more you ask her for opinion, even if you disagree, emphasizing this right now, even if you disagree, okay, and then always Thank her. Okay. See, what is it with people and their inability to like be grateful? Did you guys know that gratitude goes a long way? I'm very grateful for my team at CSJ. I have an INFP who works on my team. I'm very grateful for him. I have uh, uh, what I believe to be an ISFJ on my team. I'm very grateful to him. I have an ISFP on my team. I'm very grateful to her, for example. I, you know, I have an INFJ, I'm very grateful. Uh, I have uh, actually two INFJs, I'm very grateful for them both, for example. Just got an INTJ on the team, he's fantastic, okay? Lots, I am very grateful to these people all the time. And I tell them on a regular basis, right? People have a hard time expressing gratitude. But you wanna get an INFP uh, woman that you're in a relationship with to express herself more, Literally ask her for her opinion and then reward her for doing it. And if you disagree with her, encourage her or provide her resources, aka, you heard it, references that she can read and tell her she should read it to get a more powerful opinion. And you'll have a much better relationship with her. Not only that, she'll just respect you all the more. So, all right, cool. Hopefully that answers your question.
Did I see another super chat come in? I need to verify. Nope. What is your best criticisms for a young INTJ? Sure, I'll do that. Stop procrastinating. Um, that would probably be my number one criticism for a young INTJ. Um, I would also say you are not that important. Would probably be my other criticism to an INTJ, I would say. Um, you are not perfect, nor will you be. Stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying. Instead, I would say, be better. Just be better version of yourself. Um, oh, here's here's a really good one for the young INTJ. Here's a really good one. Um, make it all rainbow colored for this one. Stop competing with others. INTJs, stop competing with other people. It's a waste of time. In fact, it's actually stupid. Stop doing it. And I'm telling your TI critic that it's literally stupid for you as an INTJ to compete with other people. Instead, who you really should be competing with is yourself. INTJs, you want to be more successful in life? Compete with yourself. Make sure you're a better version of yourself the, the, than the previous day. That's how you really get success with SE Inferior. Compete with yourself. Um, how, all right, let's uh, stop with the uh, um, emoji spam, please. Uh, okay, um, how can I make my ISFP girlfriend be loyal as an INFJ? I don't even understand that question. I, and why do people think INFJs are loyal? They're they're not loyal, actually. They're only as loyal as you are loyal to them. So, and I could also make the same argument for ISFPs. So, uh, let's see. How can people with low SE deal with informative people get them? Pretty easily, basically. If you have low SE, um, I mean, do you need, I, I guess, I mean, it depends if you prefer someone who's direct or someone who's informative. It, it just really depends. So, I mean, I mean, an ISFB prefers an informative interaction style with their, with their golden pair, for example. So, okay. I, um, are FIT users better movie critics? Not necessarily, actually. Mario Nato, I have met some INFJs who are amazing movie critics. Amazing at it. And some ESTPs, but uh, INFJs are pretty good in that, uh, in that regard. Okay. Uh, are ESTPs loyal? They are as loyal as people are loyal to them. What can an INTP do to be a better public speaker? Literally, practice. The Elon Musk thing. Practice, 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 practice. Also, have a cup of coffee. Um, 
Is herd mentality and groupthink a TE construct? Yes, it is. How to influence or get around it? You get around it with logic, basically. Uh, verify the groupthink, because the majority of people believe the Earth was flat when it actually wasn't, right? And all it took was some verification and some evidence, right? Lunar eclipse, right? You could literally see uh, in a lunar eclipse that the Earth is casting its shadow on the moon. It's round. See what I'm saying? All right. Even though uh, <laughs> I love the bears and the hearts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mac, Max, if someone has TI Trickster, does that mean they're unable to do programming? No, not necessarily. They can copy and paste existing uh, routines and syntax. TE is very syntactical, so they can actually learn computer programming through syntax and managing syntax, but they have a hard time grasping the entire thing as a whole uh, from a logical or algorithmic standpoint. However, if the TE user can create algorithms through calculus models, they probably could be good at computer programming. However, TI users are still superior at programming, computer programming, with TI child and TI inferior being the absolute best at uh, computer programming, hands down the best, with NFJs being, in my personal opinion, uh, that uh, they are the best computer programmers out there, quite frankly. Um, INTPs are also really amazing as it, at, it, at it as well, and some ENTJs can be, some INTJs can be, but at the end of the day, an INFJ and an ENFJ will absolutely smoke them. So, who's more intelligent, INTPs or INTJs? Well, intelligence is kind of subjective. Uh, if you're saying who's more rational, that would be INTJ. Who's more logical, you'd say INTP. If you want my personal bias between the two, I'd say an INTP may be more intelligent, but they don't really do anything, so it's not like they can prove their intelligence, whereas the INTJ usually gets more of the credit because they can kind of prove it more so than the INTP. It just kind of depends. What could be a reason for self-harming to INTPs? Well, probably because uh, they neglect themselves usually because they're too enthralled and binging on things. SI child is a serious problem with binging. So could you do a video typing Frank James? I already did that and that was not, uh, that was in like, not the last how to type uh, stream, but the previous one before then. I think that's season 20, episode 32, I believe, where we did Frank James and he came out as an INFP. He is not an INFJ, for example. Uh, which types are the most prone to disease? Those are SI demons and SE demons are the types most prone to disease, uh, for sure. Do ISTPs procrastinate as much as INTJs? Yeah, yes they do. <laughs> and uh, ESTP-INFJ relationship, doomed to fail? No, Natasha Ricardo, that's actually an excellent relationship that I highly support. I recommend ESTP-INFP, absolutely recommend it. Um, Stellar Memer says he does not believe in a neogram. It's not necessarily that I believe in a neogram. It can be used and it is useful, just not in the way that it is used now is not how I would use it. Um, so what makes the beta quadra better at programming than the alpha quadra? Um, wait a minute, uh, hold on. 
Does does an underdeveloped assigned fury make you hate your past as an old friend groups high school memories? I just try to forget. Yes, Baff Boss, yes. But as you get older, you realize it's actually really valuable. So don't erase your past as much quite yet. Okay. What can an ISTP to do to be a better public speaker? Um, honestly, it focus on your presentation and give people a really good experience as much as possible. And uh, just show people how things work and make it about like the how-to. If you focus on the how-to, you'll be more successful as uh, you gotta be teaching something as an ISTP to become a, a better public speaker. So, okay. An ESTP would get along with an ISTJ, Logan. Uh, Nini asks, what would a group dynamic between an INFJ, INTJ, and an ENFP look like? Uh, the INJs would be trying to be competing with each other to be show-offs uh, for the ENFP, and the ENFP would probably either take advantage of both in the process or just try to get away from the both of them. Um, who's more badass, beta or gamma? Not sure. Um, how would I use an Eagram? I'm not gonna reveal that here. Um, do you like the pace that this community is growing, Master Explorer L14? Yes, I do. Um, I, it's funny because, I mean, let's, let's talk about Frank James for a second. Frank James, he's an INFP. Uh, he's got his YouTube channel. I watched him go from around 20,000 subscribers to over 100,000 subscribers super, super quick. He's doing a fantastic job as a YouTube creator. Um, he's also very nice and very respectful. And overall, he's a really cool guy. I actually had an opportunity to talk to him on the phone. I actually like Frank James. I disagree with him, but that doesn't mean I, I think he's a terrible person. And it doesn't mean that I'm saying that he's stupid. He's actually really brilliant, actually. Um, INFPs are really, really, really brilliant. And uh, he's an example of an INFP. In fact, actually, I was, I was talking to an INFP recently who was really having a hard time considering becoming a YouTube creator. Uh, and I'm like, bro, your voice is worth it. You need to like make this happen. It's your duty to make it happen. Just because, because I, I was trying to explain this to an INFP. Um, because INFPs with T inferior, they're like, well, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to want to hear me? They're always asking this question, right? They're always asking this question, why should I start on YouTube? And I was trying to explain to them, I mean, okay, well, do you have any friends to this INFP? And he's like, yeah, I have I have one friend. Well, how much time do you spend with that friend? He's like, oh, like on average. I'm like, oh, about five hours. So he spends about five hours on average with an ENTJ friend. And I'm like, okay, well, how many people is that? One. So, like, so you spend five hours of time for one person. Yes. So explain to me, Mr. INFP, why you aren't doing a YouTube channel when you could have just one subscriber, one person, and you're putting out content. And if you have at least one subscriber, it's worth it because you're willing to spend that much time on your ENTJ friend. Why are you being willing to spend that much time for your one subscriber? So, you know, this is how I encourage INFPs to become YouTube creators. And Frank James, to his credit, he's got that endurance, that self-discipline. He goes out of his way to research. He presents his content in a way where people are willing to listen, which is fantastic. And he has a very, very valuable opinion. 
Now, his opinion is inaccurate, which I maintain, but it's still a valuable opinion that reaches out to a lot of people. And as a result of that, while he has, you know, FI and is able to understand the value of things, right, his channel is effectively exploded, which is fantastic. Am I envious of that? No. Why is that? Because right now, as much as I want this community to grow, which would be great, and yes, I'm, I'm committed to growth and I do want this community to grow, and that's fantastic. I also, as an ENTP, have this problem, and this is me admitting one of my faults, a fear of success, because it's like, am I really going to be able to deliver everything, right? I, I, I constantly struggle with that. The answer is yes, because I know that I can, because like, since October, since August 31st, I've been working probably every day, uh, at least 12 hours a day, but I usually work 14 to 18 hours every single day for the sake of this community, every day. And, uh, you know, I know I'm going to get there and I know I'm going to be successful and I am going to deliver, but that doesn't stop the fact that there's still fear. I'm not really afraid of failure. Like INFPs would be typically afraid of failure. I'm actually afraid of success. So the fact that the community is growing at the rate that it is, I'm kind of happy with that uh, because it's in my SI inferior comfort zone. It's like, I'm really like comfortable with that in my comfort zone. But at the same time, it's just like, well, you know, uh, I need to get out of my comfort zone and be committed to growing this community even more. And so that's that's why, you know, we just completed the, the Patreon audit and all the audit of our content. And finally, Patreon is accurate. All the missing Ruby conferences are in there. The fictional typing sessions have been posted. Uh, the missing Patreon Q&A sessions are there. Like we really went out of our way to make sure that content was posted there. Plus there's a whole bunch of live streams and lectures that never actually made it to the website. And that was a problem as well, uh, which, which, which is also another issue entirely. So we're going out of our way to make sure that we have a standard that we follow to make sure that our content is out there, right? So I'm still learning the basics of being a YouTube creator, but then you have people like, uh, you know, Frank James who exploded his channel. He's, you know, he, you know, and he's very popular as an INFP would be, and he's been really dedicated and he's put in the time and the research uh, to be able uh, to come up with that. So congratulations to him, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and, and I get it, like, he may hear people talk about how, you know, oh, CSJ says you're an INFP and not an INFJ. What's your opinion about that? You know, that might scare him. It might scare him. And, you know, and honestly, like, I I don't feel like it sucks that that's very scary. But then again, if you think about it, like if someone shows humility, especially like when you're on YouTube or you're a public figure like Frank James, if you show humility, naturally human beings are going to raise you up, right? They're naturally gonna raise you up and help them. If he actually admitted to his audience, hey, you know, I'm actually an INFP, you know, and I realized that I was wrong, his audience would just flock to him even more. And then he'd have a whole nother set of content to explore what it is to be an INFP, for example. And it would just make his channel even explode even more, for example, right? And, and then we'd all be left in the dust, right? But that's the thing, you know, see, this is where fear gets in the way, right? Fear, fear destroys everything. Fear is the mind killer. And honestly, I just got to hand it to Frank James because he has gotten over his fear. And it's fantastic to see TE aspirational grow in the direction that it has. He's it's absolutely great. It's absolutely great. Um, you know, that he has that. And, uh, you know, 
I'd also like to give a shout out too to, to Eric Thor because Eric Thor, he actually reached out to me like, oh shoot, probably last year, like on Discord. I didn't really have very much time to actually talk to him. I was like super mega busy. I was also dealing with a lot of drama uh, in my, you know, uh, in my family at the time. Uh, but, you know, I, I felt honored that Eric Thor, of all people, you know, was to reach out to me. Uh, I, I felt very honored when I was, you know, starting out. And, uh, you know, and, and he's and he's still done very well for himself. And, and I've always heard people talk, you know, very highly of Eric Thor. Uh, so, and uh, he reminds me so much of actually my, my INFJ mentor, actually. So, but, uh, you know... It, it's funny, you know, everyone's like, oh, there's this, all these, you know, competitions, you know, with, with these YouTube creators. And it's like, it's not a competition. I mean, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I'm just going to tell the truth as I see it, you know, and the community will grow and I'm learning sales and marketing and all the like, and we're developing some amazing technology. Like we're developing software, things are being coded right now, and we're going to get this out to this community as soon as possible, you know. But until then, it's just gonna it's gonna take a bit, right? So, anyway, rant over. Uh, no no reason to continue with that from there. Um, Caitlin asks, where did the quadra names come from? I don't know. Ask Socionics. Um, uh, let's see. Eric Thor's type is an INFJ, um, and uh, K Strive. I have asked. I've answered so many SE inferior questions tonight. Can you like? I'm tired of like, you know. All right, all right, okay, okay. Andre Z, um, host Eric gave his reasoning of why CS is ENTJ, but that doesn't matter right. Okay, so he's talking about Eric Strauss with talking with famous people. Eric Strauss has said, I thought he said I'm an ESTJ disease. At first he said an ENTJ, but then he changed it to ESTJ, right? While also claiming I had gastric bypass surgery. I honestly don't pay enough attention to talking with famous people because it's not relevant to me because he changes his mind apparently about what type I am. So I can't even keep track of that anymore. So I'm not really sure where that is. So I have no clue. Um, and uh, <laughs> then it's funny, like Flow State actually called me recently asking like, you know, what my game was because he's like, you know, I watched your... Uh, uh, cognitive transitions for ESTPs, which is season 22, episode two. He got it in the email that we sent out and Flow State's like, you know, yeah, that really resonated with me, but are you like, are you trying to take advantage of people? Are you trying to be like greedy or anything like that? Or, or are you actually really trying to help people? Like, what's your game? What's your intentions? What are you getting out of this? And I explained to him, you know, how I, how I came to, uh, you know, the conclusion that I was actually an ENTP. And it wasn't necessarily me coming to that conclusion. It was mostly actually my INFJ mentor pointing it out that I wasn't an INTJ, which to be honest was really soul crushing because I wore that INTJ label with pride. Like I seriously, I wore that with pride. I was so prideful about being the mastermind. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny actually, like when I was studying under my ESTP mentor, I kept on telling him like after as I learned about all the types and I learned about all the archetypes I told him like you know I actually wish I was an ENTP I really wish I was an ENTP that being an ENTP sounds fantastic to me you know and then all of a sudden I find out through my INFJ mentors teaching that I actually was an ENTP because he's like bro 
you're initiating. You're initiating all the time. You initiate everything. You're constantly making tangents and you're constantly, you know, you're, you're not even finishing your own sentences. You know, you're not even finishing your own sentences. See, I even cut myself off there at that point. You know what I mean? So like, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, and uh, um, so, but uh, uh, so my wife was, my wife is texting me. She's actually uh, tuning into the live stream right now. <laughs> uh, God bless her. Um, I got a shout out to my wife. Railgun is uh, the most amazing human being I've ever met. And I am so thankful to have her. And I am so loyal to her and that I would do anything for my wife, you know, uh, love your wife as Christ loved the church, he who gave himself up for her. I would gladly give up myself, uh, give my life for my wife. Uh, that's how much I, I love her and I love her dearly. Uh, so, but, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I'll admit, I mean, I got, a, I got a lot of critics out there, but yeah, Flow State called me and he's like, you know, what are you doing? And, uh, and Flow State's argument, I'll share his argument, he's like, you know, didn't you just like take what everyone else is and change it for yourself and create your own definitions? And I'm like, kind of, I kind of did that. But in doing a lot of research about these things, I realized that everyone's definitions were just incorrect because in order for my INFJ mentor to be correct and saying that I'm an INTP, right? In order for him to be correct, right? That would mean all of the definitions of the cognitive functions that people typically know them by, especially as uh, put forth by Dave Superpowers or the INTJ forums or wherever MBTI is actually you know discussed at length, right? In order for me to be, uh, uh, and, and yes, I get I'm monologuing, guys. Be okay with that. Like I've been answering tons of questions. I'll get to more questions. Like just hold up. But like, um, so um, let's see, like this. Um, like that is so not necessary. Okay. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so flow state made the argument, um, where, you know, it's like, didn't you just change all the definitions? And, and my counter argument was this is like, well, in order for my INFJ mentor to be correct, and in order for Linda Behrens to be correct and Kiersey and Stephen Montgomery, uh, and Mark Hunziker and all of those sources, in order for all of these other people to be correct, that would mean that the traditional definitions of the cognitive functions are basically backwards. And I don't know how many times I've read the people claiming the definition of introverted intuition is actually the definition of extroverted intuition and it's backwards. So no wonder I thought I was an INTJ, right? But then like, when I look at Linda Behrens and Berenzian, uh, the Berenzian method with interaction styles versus temperaments, and she's not defining the temperament specifically for herself. There's other sources on the temperaments. But for handling interaction styles, which is also explained through the DISC system, by the way, you could check out DISC system, it talks about interaction styles. And, and there is definitely something to DISC system, just like there is something to the Enneagram, but they're not entirely correct. The DISC system does a great job of going through interaction styles, right? So, so I knew Barron's had to be correct because I knew the type grid was correct when, with being able to accurately type people. But when it came to typing myself, it was so hard. And I came to the conclusion that the typical definitions of the cognitive functions had to have been backwards. If the type grid is true, then that means the generally accepted definition of cognitive functions 
those definitions are false because they're backwards. So when Flo State and I were having this exchange over the phone while I was in the Apple store, uh, he was, you know, explaining this to me. Um, you know, it's like, okay, what, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? You know, at that point. So you know that it's just kind of interesting to you know kind of kind of have that form of argument. You know, and he, and he makes a lot of videos about me as like this person who's you know a terrible person and I'm evil and taking all this money. I I still to this day I have not made a cent at all off of CSJ or this community at all. I don't make any money off of doing this. You know, I, it's basically volunteer work for me at this time. And, and, but it is still a business and I run this business, but like, you know, as Robert Kiyosaki say, entrepreneurs work for free. And that's, that's not a lie. That's a fact. Entrepreneurs work for free. And, uh, you know, but again, you know, my other counter argument to the flow state is if you look at all my critics out there, like my critics can't agree as to what type I am. I mean, even flow state himself said during the context of our conversation and don't get me wrong, flow state's a really smart guy. He's an ESTP. Um, he, he's an ESTP, he's got TI parent, he's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he's incorrect in certain areas because, you know, the information that he's using as his foundation with which he's building his tree of logic upon, the foundation is incorrect. If he had the correct foundation, then his TI logic would be accurate, right? Um, that's why, you know, when you look at cognitive functions, you have TE, which is input, then you have TI, that's uh, process, and I'll actually draw it right here. If we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna talk about this a little bit direct, so you know, you have TE, you have TI, you have uh, FE, and then you have FI, and so then you have input, which is TE, and then you have processing, you know, and then you have uh, output, and then you have uh, feedback, right, which is like the response, you know. Um, and that's why when TI users, we say true things. That's why we have negative, you know, issues coming from FE users. But, you know, flow state, his TI process is actually pretty good and it's correct. The problem is it's with inaccurate input going into his TI, which means that the output itself will also be inaccurate, right? The guy's a really smart dude, let's be straight. But when I was on the phone with him, you know, and I told him like, I'm sorry, but my critics out there, they're not really consistent with what types they say were. Because you have talking with famous people, he's like, oh, you know, CSJ, he's an ENTJ. And now I hear people telling me that he's telling people that I'm an ESTJ. And then Flow State tells me on the phone that he thinks I'm an ENFP, right? And I'm like, wow, that's great. I'm glad you're not on the, the TE hero bandwagon. And then you have like a, a friend of a former client of mine who maintains I'm an INTJ. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I'd be more hard pressed to agree with the people claiming I was an INTJ versus an ENFP. But again, my bottom line is this, my critics are not consistent with what they maintain my type is, you know, whereas, I mean, I've been pretty consistent just on my own. And I think if we look at it this way, like, where's the truth? Is the truth going to be with the vast majority of people who disagree with me, but they can't agree with each other as to what I am, or is the truth more based on the person that's actually more consistent, right? Which one is more likely to be true, right? So I'm asking you TE users out there, correlation does not equal causation, but the correlation is, is what is more likely true. Is it the people who are not consistent or is it the person who is consistent? Let me use a movie example out of Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones playing K is talking to Will Smith who's playing Jay in the story. And Kay asks Jay the following question. 
you know, tell me about people. Or I, oh, it's not a question, it's more of a statement. Like, I'll tell you about people. Um, you know, people are dumb, wild, crazy, wild animals, whereas a person is smart, right? So keep it, keep, think about it that way. I would say that the individual has a higher chance of being correct. And I know flow state out of everybody would agree with me on that for sure, because he's TI parent. He would have no choice but to agree with me on that. So anyway, my challenges to this audience, as well as my critics, like, look, let's look at consistency. Where is consistency and where is it? You know, so, and this all came from the question of, you know, are you happy with the pace that this audience is growing? Right now, I am, but uh, we're going to be growing it even more. I have a bunch of content coming and it's gonna be produced a lot faster than we ever have. Uh, so, and it's there, um, just got one more piece of gear to get. I'm gonna use a piece of inferior gear in the meantime, which should still me out to produce faster, but the piece of gear that I want, I'm gonna to have to wait till Black Friday so I can afford it, because I can't afford it right now. Um, because <laughs> kind of low on money these days, but uh, hanging in there for sure. So, um, but anyway, uh, that's not your guys' responsibility either. That's my responsibility. Um, and uh, we'll definitely get that uh, figured out as well. So anyway, thank you all for, my, for dealing with my monologue. Back to some questions. So, uh, um, Joey Vargas says, uh, yes, I am an ENTP, um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, Logan says, thanks, Marielle. Um, Mario Nato says, INTJ procrastination comes from their FI mood. Where does it come from for ES ISTPs? Okay. That is not accurate. Uh, that is not accurate. Uh, who asked that question? Mario Neto, but that's okay. Because uh, you're almost correct. So let's let's actually go over how that works, uh, Mario. Um, so uh, Mario Neto, uh, where, where is your question? Okay, where does INTJ procrastination come from? It comes from the fact that they're actually finishers, actually. Finishers, and when an INTJ is given a, uh, when they're given a task, and then they have the deadline, right? Okay. So let's say a deadline is, uh, let's say the deadline is going to be October 31st um, at uh, uh, 2019 at uh, 1600 hours, okay? Uh, let's say that that is the, um, that's the deadline. Well, there's a lot of days leading up to that deadline. The INTJ is gonna look at this task over here and be like, it's gonna take me four hours to do this task. So I'm gonna schedule those four hours on the 31st of October, just before the deadline. That is how INTJ procrastination actually works. Then it could, allow social engineers like me or any other one else that would like to set up the INTJ for failure, right? If we didn't like the INTJ because they lack every trickster and they come off as, you know, potentially in the office, this is just random scenario, socially awkward or selfish or their FI child is out there making everyone else feel stupid around them because they're like pumping themselves up and making themselves have such high self-importance. So then it's like, well, I know you, Mr. INTJ, you procrastinate. So you're gonna save everything for the last minute. So I'm gonna make sure to schedule an emergency task for you at the last minute and actually create the situation where you have to do this task so that you're not able to get all of your other tasks on time. So then you end up looking bad. 
oh, yeah. So that can happen if they don't meet their deadline because they procrastinated. You can tell a really wise INTJ is the INTJ who gets tasks done immediately instead of waiting till later to do them. And that's the source of their procrastination. Can ISTPs be good entrepreneurs? Absolutely they can. Uh, I know an ISTP who owns a freeze drying business. Uh, I know an ISTP who owns a, uh, uh, a sound and amplification equipment business. I know an ISTP who owns a, uh, um, an HVAC company. Uh, I know an ISTJ that owns a heavy machinery or an ISTP who owns a heavy machinery company. They're amazing entrepreneurs, absolutely. If they're an expert in the equipment that they're trying to sell or build or fix. Okay, uh, Chum Plum asks, does age have an influence on typing people? If so, if so how much and why? Excellent question, Chum Plum. Excellent question. I'm gonna answer this right now. Thank you for asking this question. Okay, so let's check this out. Four sides of the mind. We have the ego, we have the subconscious, and then we have the uh, superego, obviously, and we have the unconscious, okay? Now, typically people in their life develop in this direction or they develop in this direction. Now, in the United States of America, developing in the unconscious is more likely, okay? So, USA is more likely to develop your unconscious. Whereas someone in like Africa, I would say, uh, is probably more likely to do, you know, subconscious, right? Uh, so, and then as a person gets older, their development gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then they hit midlife crisis and they have to switch the direction that they're going in, right? Or this way, right? You know, they kind of have to do that. So just to give you guys an idea of how it works. Um, so when someone's later in life, let's say this person was, let's pick a random type, ESFP, okay? This person was an ESFP and their subconscious focus, they'd seem more like an INTJ when they're actually an ESFP. Or if they're unconscious focus, they seem more like an ISFJ. But then somewhere along the line in life, before midlife crisis or post midlife crisis, they'd have to switch to the other side. Or maybe they're being responsible and handling all sides. But the older a person is, the more integrated they are, which means the more likely they are to have all sides of the mind, which means they can cognitive transition and use all the functions of all the different sides of their mind simultaneously. And it means they're a moving target and it's very hard to type them. That's why it's way easier to type young people post-adolescence, but before they've reached middle age. That's the easiest time to type somebody. Outside of that, you need to spend additional time verifying, okay? Verification is key. Now, when I do coaching sessions, and I do like type verification sessions, where they get their CS verified certificate or whatever, uh, and we do the rapport method, which is a method specific to coaching sessions, there have been a few times where I have mistyped people uh, during these sessions, it happens. So whenever that happens, I send them off with resources and they go check out those resources. And if they really resonate with that type and they're like, yeah, that's absolutely me because you would know for a fact if it's absolutely you. Unless you're like actually an INFP, which usually INFPs, ENFPs, ESFPs, and ISFPs 
are the types that usually could be a complete denial as to what type they are because they are so in love with their external perception of themselves that they're not willing to admit what type they actually are usually because of the stereotypes and the negative uh, publicity I've given those types within this community. So they're not willing to accept that they are those types basically, which can be an issue. But let's say I mistype someone in a coaching session. I give them another session, a free session. I don't charge them for it. And we get to the bottom of it and we keep verifying and we keep verifying until they are satisfied with what type they actually are given all the evidence that we've had. And I've had to do that. It's very rare that I have to do this. I think I've only had to do this like four times, maybe four to six times ever out of the almost 1,000 people that I have typed um, and uh, over the course of my, my career, um, I, I typed in an official capacity that is. And in doing that, uh, you know, that, that way, you know, when people like invest like the, like the $200 for like the typing session, et cetera, like they know that they are you know, that they're going to, um, you know, they're going to get that, right? So, uh, you know, it's a 30 minute session. Sometimes I go over because I just want to verify and make sure, but verification and getting down to the actual truth is there. That way, you know, all my customers leave in confidence knowing that that's what their type is. But again, like I said, every now and then you get an SFP or an NFP who's in denial, not willing to accept that that's what their type is. But then over time, they realized that I was right all along because for some reason, SFPs and NFPs have to be hearing accurate information from multiple people before they're willing to accept it, right? So as a result of that, I go out of my way to make sure, you know, all the customers are satisfied as a result. So, but that's not to say that, but, but you know, mistyping can happen. And it's usually because those people, they're much older and they're very integrated. And also, if you add in insecurity because they're afraid of, you know, Mr. C.S. Joseph, because I'm, let's be straight, I'm an ENTP, I have TI parent. TI parent can be really intimidating, right? TI parent can be really intimidating. And when you're, and you're being intimidated, you know, in that situation, you know, you're not really going to be really honest with yourself or honest with me during the session. So sometimes we have to do a do-over. Does that make sense? But it's usually people who are highly integrated or people who are too scared or people who are in denial are the people who end up having poor results. But guess what? We just create another session. And usually when I give them their result, it is definitely one of the sides of their mind that they were cognitive transitioned in at that time. And the typing process was accurate at that point in time based on what they were portraying. But they went away and they, they looked at that description like, I don't resonate with that. It's not primarily who I am. We verify it again and then then they're happy after we've done the verification and we've we've had it you know we've, we've had that happen it's funny like we actually had someone uh an esfp who completely disagreed that you know he was an esfp he vehemently maintained he's an intj and I'm like bro you're an intj focus esfp but you're still an esfp he had a huge problem with it but when he started talking to other people you know, within the community who are knowledgeable with the type grid, and they all told them, yeah, CHJ is right, you are actually an ESFP, you're very initiating, you're not responding, you know, you're not responding like Jab, for example, or, or other INTJs in the community, he started to realize that I was right. I mean, T child and T inferior just kind of has to hear the same thing from multiple sources before they're willing to believe it, right? That's just kind of how they work. But otherwise, you know, for the most part, People who are highly integrated, but hard transitioning due to insecurity, 
those are the people that would end up getting mistypes. But again, it's not very, doesn't happen very often. But uh, like I said, if it happens for some reason, I just give them a free session and we do it again and we go over all the evidence again into the entire process again. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I am this way. And sometimes they're not willing to like share personal information with me that is also very indicative of like, you know, what the results would be, which I understand. That's why we have a confidentiality agreement, you know, so that they understand that their identity or what's being said is not going to be shared with other people, essentially. So for those of you that had questions to that end. All right. Um, hi, Chase. Uh, INFJ here. What do you think are the biggest problems in communication that the system can unpack? Um, I don't know. Uh, there's every single possible human interaction, uh, right down to like, uh, sex positions and orgasms. If you wanted, I guess that that's all applicable, um, to this system. Actually, you just follow the logic, right? Uh, how to parent your children better, how to have better relationships with your spouse or your parents, um, uh, how to choose your career or how to, you know, basically I guess anything that typically the MBTI itself would boast, even though this is not MBTI, this is Jungian analytical psychology. Um, how to make an ESFJ transition better with TI inferior. Listen to the ESFJ and tell the ESFJ that they have to verify everything. Um, does birth order ever affect personality? I imagine it would. Uh, affect personality for sure. Um, um, hey Chase, uh, could you give me some advice to help my INTP best friend to stop smoking and drinking? Well, it's usually because he's developed a really bad habit of doing so. He's uncomfortable and it's because his FE inferior has insane social anxiety. Push him into social uh, environments consistently. Get him, in get him comfortable with being in social environment environments without... Uh, allowing him to smoke or drink in the process. So you can realize that he doesn't need these uh, bad habits in order for him to cope with those scary environments. That's what I would recommend. Um, what would you say is the major difference between INFJ and INFP? This is explains, uh, um, this is explains, uh, in my lecture, how do INFJs compare to INFPs? Um, but INFJs are all about what they think. INFPs are all about what they feel. That's probably the primary difference. Um, and uh, how would an ISFJ ENFP marriage uh, fail? Um, probably because they would accuse each other of being selfish, putting each other's comfort over the other, essentially. And uh, basically overall, both of them feeling unwanted. Um, and uh, Mehdi Bukandora asks, how can an ENTP put a hammer to a nail? I want to make a YouTube channel when I made two videos and stopped. Uh, just don't give up. Read Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Caitlin asks, are you going to make up your own name for the science? I don't think Jungian is good enough. Just four sides theory or four sides of the mind, I guess will be fine. Todd H.A. asks, that was beautiful, CSJ. Feel free to dive deeper on midlife transition anytime. Please feel free to go much deeper. It's one of my favorite subjects. Um, what's the funniest way to trigger an INFP? Uh, public humiliation, uh, Max Max. That's uh, what would uh, do that. Um, you're welcome, Ian. Um, 
And uh, what book, similar to King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, would you recommend for women, female archetypes? Uh, the Way of the Superior Man by David Data is actually a very female book as well. Um, and Codependent No More and Attached. Uh, and uh, the golden pairs and second highest compatibility, which is known as the silver pair, are very similar, but they do have key differences, or is everything more or less the same? It's mostly the same, except there's just a little bit more mutual respect there. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, not everything is up to interpretation, which could happen in a golden pair situation. Uh, Leanne Litzenberger asks, I've noticed that firstborn children are a parent's subconscious. Would this be correct? Yeah, I mean, let's think about that. Well, uh, my brother-in-law uh, is not uh, a parent's subconscious at all. So I would have to disagree with that. Um, Joseph Everett I like Joseph Arab. He asks, uh, INTP in denial, thinking he is INFP? Question mark. I, I don't know. Um, Mario Nato, can the strategy of piling a lot of tasks near a deadline work on other finisher types other than INTJs? Yes, it can, uh, but mostly INTJs. Uh, mostly, mostly, because they're so achievement oriented and they take it so very seriously. ISTPs that can do that as well, but ISTPs are so tactical that they'll figure it out in the end anyway, so it's usually not gonna work on them. And ISTJs dutifully try to actually get things done sooner than later because they know that if they let things get drawn out, they're probably gonna lose. And INFJs usually want to prove their worth as soon as possible and are not usually going to wait, whereas INTJs will wait. So, um, how can an ISFP INFJ relationship work? Probably not going to work. I mean, they have great emotional compatibility, but they have almost no sexual compatibility. So, INFPs get triggered too easily. I mean, yeah, they do, but uh, it's one of the reasons why they're silently judging us from the shadows. Um, let's see. How to expose, discover ISFJ behind the scenes shenanigans. Uh, basically surveillance, um, surveil them at all times they don't know. When asked direct questions, the ISFJ deflects. Tell them to their face that they'll be unwanted until they take responsibility for their actions. Um, LB asks, my best friend has put off a good song if he finds out the band is not popular. Does this make him TE hero? Um, uh, I, I don't know, but probably a T user. Uh, how can an ENSTP stay consistent in one subject? That's really hard for me. Don't stay, don't be consistent in one subject. Be consistent in like six plus subjects. I'm managing a ton of subjects simultaneously, you know. Uh, have you been writing anything new lately, Chase? Yes, I have. Do you have an episode that covers the earlier manifestation of a personality in people? Yes, that's season 17 playlist uh what's your opinion on an infp male entp female relationship avoid that like the plague please uh if that really is truly their types they're probably actually an infj entp relationship or an infp entj relationship is more likely um you talked about how te child and inferior have trouble identifying their type what would be a good way for them to see the truth uh, multiple people telling them the truth to their face. Um, 
As an INFP, I procrastinate a lot, but I'm definitely not great at getting it done, lol. How can I force my ISFJ mother to take care of herself? Tell her she will be unwanted until she does. Um, and tell her it's her duty. What ages should learn all learn four sides of the mind psychology? I don't know, anyone? I, I really don't know. How can I schedule a appointment to be typed? I know I've been typed INFJ and INFP multiple times. I'm just wondering which one. If you want to schedule a coaching session to get typed, you do it at this location, csjoseph.live forward slash coaching. Or if you would like to join our Discord server and ask people on, in the community for assistance with typing, you can do it at csjoseph.live forward slash social and join Discord. Uh, Marky Mark asks NTJs and NTPs, don't you hate it when affiliated affiliate types try to censor you with their personal biases? Well, yeah, sure, but I mean, it happens all the time. Walter Wiseman asks, why do you think that consistency equals truth, correctness, or accuracy? I don't think that consistency equals truth at all. Remember, correlation is not causation. I'm just saying that one is more plausible than the other. And I think a lot of SE users out there would agree with me on that, Mr. Wiseman. Uh, so, Caitlin asks, what do you, what to do about TE parent having weird beliefs that make no sense? Uh, uh, it, it happens. Um, verify their beliefs, I guess. Uh, um, differences between triple pragmatic and triple affiliative. People who just do what works for people who do the right thing. Um, at what ages does one personality type lock in? Uh, and we explain exploring that a little bit more in season 17 real soon. Um, and uh, why are ISFJ men so shallow? They ghost me all the time. Probably because you make them uncomfortable. Uh, my wife and I actually watched an ISFJ on a date with an ENTJ woman and she came off so rapey to the guy, made him super uncomfortable that he literally texted his friend during their date to call him and come up with a random excuse uh, to for him to leave the date and she wouldn't le let him leave and then actually offered to go to his house immediately following the date. And he's like, are you sure that's okay? And like he was like really put off by that fact. It was actually kind of hilarious to watch. Um, and if I want to social engineer someone, Constanza CG asked, do I always need to go for their ego or do I need to change tactics if they are cognitive transitioning? You can change tactics, but just going to the ego is good enough. And you really can, it's no problem, you know. Um, which type would be most likely to self-deprecate themselves? Uh, Effie heroes, Effie parents, Effie child um, would do it. Um, okay, so uh, triple pragmatic will have a hard time with rules and triple affiliative will have a hard time breaking them. Thank you, LXF. Thank you for that. That was an excellent clarification from the audience. Uh, Xavier asks, where's the how to social engineer INFP video? It is coming. I just wanted to get permission from certain people to talk about some of the scenarios within it before I did it. It's probably going to be a 90 minute to two hour lecture because of how important it is. Um, so Lazarus, I definitely judge everyone as an INFP, even though I audibly insist I don't. Um, okay. Well, folks, uh, nope. Nini asks, how do you tell which types have good or bad sexual compatibility? This is answered in season five. Look at the playlist on this YouTube channel for season five, Nini, and you'll have the answer to your question. And uh, what do INTPs need to do to become better motivated and hardworking by helping other people? 
go offer help to other people. Formal education never helped an INTP. So if an INTP helps other people, they become formally educated, basically. Uh, Natasha Ricardo asks, INFP female, ESTP male relationship doomed to fail? No, that is doomed to succeed, actually, for the most part. Uh, what is your best criticisms for an ENTJ? Uh, don't sacrifice people for the sake of your success is probably what I would tell an ENTJ. <coughs> so yeah, that's it, folks. I'm done. Fantastic. Uh, Chase's Choice Q&A. Thank you for joining uh, me this week. And uh, it's been really great to have you all as an audience. Um, and uh, I really appreciate it uh, very much. And uh, we're going to keep uh, going and we're going to keep kicking ass and uh, look for more content to drop. We're finally organized and finally getting content out. So um, all the missing content is on Patreon and also available on the YouTube channel. And uh, we're going to uh, start producing uh, more and look for a new season 19 episode to drop and uh, new season 27. And I think a new season, uh, the final episode of season 21, hopefully this week. So, so folks, uh, you all have a good night. And um, I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Later.